Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Show's namesake BJ Shea is on assignment and running the boards is Joey D's Wednesday. Wednesday. And on today's Wednesday show, we will talk with a good friend of the show, Claire Bruning, about her store, Stuffingtons, which is doing something really amazing with Zulu's Board Game Cafe. We'll also talk with Vicky and Joe about Rick and Morty. And then get to the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, <laughs> podcasts, and more. <laughs> that's uh, that's Waluigi for more. Oh, yes. Yeah, if you didn't know. Uh, or just search BJ Chase Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey. <laughs> also, if you didn't know, also means app in Waluigi. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it's kind of like the Swedish Chef. It's, it's just the I am Groot. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah, it's the I am Groot. Yes. Exactly. I now I want to do a Mario's if they were uh, Guardians, but we'll we'll worry about that for a future thing. I already got Vicky working on a lot of different projects. I have something I've been working on, so if I'm yeah. not paying attention, that's I'm doing something. Don't well, worry about it. Well, you don't have to worry about it because I'll be speaking right now with a good friend, like I mentioned, our good friend Claire Bruning with Stuffingtons, talking about their event with Zulu's Board Game Cafe. With us today is Claire Bruning, whom we've had on over the course of the years for various nerdy things, but for today, it's for Stuffington Ceramics and More, which is a paint-your-own-ceramic studio located up in Everett. Claire, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I'm glad to talk to you about this new venture. So tell us a little bit about Stuffington's and how it came to be. So I had been doing uh, event planning, which is some of the previous things that I had talked to you guys about, uh, the various nerdy and geeky things that I've been doing with that. And then the pandemic hit and events kind of ceased to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and so I started looking for some new things to do and use my skills. And I happened upon a Patreon ceramic studio. Uh, the owner was looking to retire and I was looking for a new venture. And so it was a win-win. Oh, wow. And so, yeah. So we took over the ceramic studio in June of last year. And we've been working to build a community hub up here that is welcoming to everybody, just where everybody has a space that they can go and hang out. And we don't just do ceramics. We do all kinds of crafts. People can come in and, um, you know, we've had people come in and paint their minifigs and we've had people come in and work on their character creation sheets and just, you know, need a space (laughs) to hang out. So, <laughs> so it's all about all of the geeky stuff, and I mean, it, I mean, but the fun part about it is also, especially with the fact that um, if you've got a place to paint minis, that's kind of huge. Just in the terms of like, most people don't have that space set up, especially now. I mean, maybe they have like a little bit of an area carved out, um, but a lot of the times that's taking you know the place of like a home office or something along those lines. Right. So you don't have that room to have all that stuff, or maybe you don't have all the supplies available and you guys are alleviating that yeah so we don't um have a lot of the supplies but we've got the space so if somebody's got the supplies which most of the people i know that do mini figs they've got supplies in spades um, <laughs> they just need space because as you said you know they're trying to carve out space where they can 
And that can be difficult, especially now that more and more people are having to work from home. And so that space is getting taken up by work stuff. Oh, and so absolutely and it's just kind of neat too just to see what you've got because you do have the space up in everett and people can check it out if they want to go check out and see well what you guys have all to offer there you can go to stuffington ceramics stuffingtons ceramics.com and we'll post the links on all of our socials as well so everyone can get right to it uh but in addition to that you guys are going uh, on the road so to speak for to a lot of different places and including one of uh, our own very favorite places, Zulu Bo- Zulu's Board Game Cafe. And yes. I love this because on March 23rd from 6 to 9 p.m., it's a 21 and older event. It's a paint and sip. Now, I've heard of those before where it's just like, oh, paint a pretty picture, or do something like that. But you're doing so much more with that. Yeah, so we're going to we're going to take up our little shop here into a mobile shop and we're going to go out to Zulu's and we're going to set up and people have their choice of a dragon. So maybe you've got a horde that you need to have guarded. Um, we're going to have a book box. So you're welcome to paint your favorite, you know, Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit or Silmarillion or any one of those fun things. And paint your book, and then you can keep things like your dice, um, you know, fun things like that in the box. And then we also will be offering a large beer stein for those who, you know, need your own tankard. <laughs> that's amazing. I love that. I think that's so freaking cool. Like, I love the fact that you get a chance to do a bunch of different things as well. Uh, I love the stein because... A, you know, just to be able to drink from possibly, but steins are like what I like to hold my like extra dice in Um, kind of the retired dice. I've got some really neat older ones that uh, I've got like a wood, uh, 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 like a laser etched wood one that is kind of falling apart. And so I want to just keep it in a collector style. And so I keep that in a stein kind of sitting up at the top of everything else to kind of put even just like a little bit of a cap on my stein, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I love all of these. And I mean, it's simple to go and check all of it out. You can go to stuffingtonceramics.com. You can get a a ticket for this one. This one specifically is a 21 and over event happening again March 23rd from 6 to 9 p.m. And it's I love it just because it's one of those things where yeah, you can go, you can go check out Zulu's, you can see what Stuffingtons is about. And then while you paint it, then you just give it to you, and then they come back at a later time to uh, to get it because you guys fire them at the studio, correct? Correct. Yeah, we have the kilns here, so we'll bring everything back to the studio here, fire it, and then a week later your item will be ready, and you can come by and pick it up and see the studio and see what kind of cool stuff we've got. And then um, your ticket for the event will be $45. It includes the item that you want to paint, all the materials. We'll show you how and what to do. And then that also includes your first drink. That'll be included in that ticket price. That's amazing. I love it. Just like the all-inclusive. So you don't have to worry about doing anything more than just that. Yeah. I mean, if you want to eat, they've got amazing food as well over at Zulu's. So, you know, hit them up for that. (laughs) And I mean that's the I mean that's the best part about doing all of that having a little bit of grub being able to uh, hang out with some nerds and uh, just be able to do some fun stuff and I mean even if it's something along the lines it's like oh maybe I don't necessarily want to you know you know do a huge project this is kind of a good way to get into it because you're not I mean for this that's a nice evening out which means yeah. you can 
just spend it having that experience and then see if painting stuff like that is for you because at this point in time you don't know and you got to try it out exactly or maybe you did it you know when you were a kid and you haven't done it in years and you're like you know what i remember that was kind of fun let's try this again let's you know give it a go and I mean, with all of this, I love it just because you, people can go right to the uh, to the, the the ceramic store. They can go check it out as well. You don't have to have an appointment, um, but you can always call ahead to make sure, especially if you've yep. got a, a, a bigger group of people. And one of the big things on that also is the fact that while this paint and sip that we're talking about is 21 and over, most of the stuff that you have is for all ages. Correct. Most of our stuff is family friendly, good for um, everything from infants to, you know, your great grandma. Um, <laughs> we've, done, we've done what we call baby printing, where we do the baby footprints. And we even did a country bumpkin event where we did butt prints and turned them into <laughs> pumpkins. Um, you know, and then we've had some fun things with kids, you know, who are now adults and they're recreating something they did for their parents or grandparents when they were kids. And so they're doing their handprints as adults and going kind of a then and now. Oh, um, that's freaking adorable. Yeah, it's super fun. And we love, you know, what we're creating here. And people can go check out stuffingtonceramics.com. And just in case you missed this event, maybe you're listening to it later, um, you guys are going to continue to keep doing things as it's going on. So just keep checking this stuff out. Make sure and see, like, you can check out the gallery and see all the different things that people are creating. And absolutely, it's all skill levels at this point. We're trying to work with small businesses in the community and kind of build each other up, you know, because things like the pandemic really drove home the point that we're in this together. And so doing these events at our community partners means that we're helping bring business to them and we're helping to bring business to us. And that's a win-win. Oh, 100%. And it's one of those things now. It's like when people are like, oh yeah, you need to support small businesses. This is a great way to do it. And it's, again, it's one of those things where if you go to an event that a, a, a restaurant or a bar or a game store that you know uh, that you're familiar with, and maybe you're not familiar with the event happening, this is a good way for you to check something else out in a, quote, you know, a safer space as opposed to, because with me personally, you know, I, I have a lot of anxiety going out to new places yeah. can be kind of scary. And this is a good way to do that either or it's that same sort of way. If you're familiar with Claire and Stuffingtons, you can go check out new places by going along with somebody who, you know, you already know at least a couple people will be familiar there. Absolutely. And we have uh, we have a lot of customers that are neurodivergent in many ways. And so we're really accustomed to working with them and creating a space where they feel comfortable. Maybe it's painting at a back table where they don't have their back to an open room or they can bring their service animal in, you know, and have them right next to them. Maybe it's coming in in a time period where it's quieter and we don't have a lot of kids in or loud noises. Um, you know, we just, we want to work with people and create an environment where they're comfortable and they feel, you know, safe and available to just create wonderful works of art. And if you're in the Bothell area, March 23rd from 6 to 9 p.m., this is a chance for you to go check out Paint and Sip at Zulu's Board Game Cafe with Stuffingtons. I just, yeah, it's fantastic. Just being able to, you know, again, express yourself creative, you know, in a creative light 
and doing it in so many different ways. It's another project out there that uh, people can, you know, have a lot of fun with. Absolutely. Claire, thank you so much for spending some time with us. And again, check it all out at Stuffington's Ceramics and more on Facebook. It's really easy, just Stuffington Ceramics. And then also on their website, StuffingtonCeramics.com. Thanks again, Claire. Thank you. Thank you so much, Claire. And I just love those paint and sip ideas, especially when it comes oh, down to making it. something like uh, what they're doing there with stuffing tins with the ceramic stuff, getting to paint something, come back and then uh, uh, get to uh, have some fun with that. I love the fact that you can do those different things. So <laughs> hats off to her. You can check it out. You can go to Zulu's Board Game Cafe and uh, have some fun there. One of BJ's most favorite places to go. He will always rave about the food. So you can ask him all about that as well. Now let's get on to talking about Rick and Morty. Yeah, because the la- the the latest season it's not the final season, right? No, I don't. I feel like they have a few other seasons coming out. So, but it is the latest season, and Vic, you just finished it, mm-hmm. and Joe, you've uh, you've seen it as well. Yes. How's that? How, how'd that go for you guys? Uh, so, side note: uh, the next season, they're thinking it's going to come out sometime this summer. Oh, okay. Uh, summer so, season <laughs> season six. Uh, it's weird because like I got real obsessed with Rick and Morty, and I've seen the first couple seasons multiple times. Yeah, I, I have. I realized that it's not really a show that is for me, but I have seen every single episode of the first season, just maybe not in order. I'd be like, oh, I've seen that one. Oh, I've seen that one. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I've seen the first season. And some are better than others, definitely episode wise. Some mm-hmm. are just classic, and they're always going to be great. And others are just. They're they are there. what they are, <laughs> and I think even in this season they made a they made a couple of jokes like at the last few episodes like no we we, we don't want like canonical story we just want adventures. I heard about that as well mm-hmm. that they weren't going to try to tie everything together. They're just going and being ridiculous. So when they're the last couple episodes had something that has happened in previous uh, seasons, or we've seen like in one season we saw this happening, or I feel like it's been long enough. We can talk. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You can go ahead and spoil it. So there's Evil Morty, which we saw Evil Rick, which turned out to be a robot, not really real. It was Evil Morty orchestrating all these things. We're like, what is he doing? He's, you know, got away with it. Nobody knows who he is. Then he becomes President Morty of the Citadel. And now we're finding out what his true plans are in this season. Honestly, I think it was the last two episodes where where we got to see this whole plan and him kind of getting what he wants. So next season we'll see him basically... Going into a universe, another black, going through a black hole universe where Rick is not the smartest person in the world, like in all the universes. Oh, wow. So literally when he gets there, he uses a portal gun and instead of that green portal, it is a yellow portal. So it's a completely different universe, universe, I guess. Yeah. So instead of it being a Rick portal, it's a Morty portal. Morty portal. Morty portal. (laughs) So I'm excited to see what that's going on. But lot like any Rick and Morty season, a lot of references to TV shows, movies, a lot of anime references this season. <laughs> really? Yeah, they did an Evangelion uh, kind of, I mean, sort of Evangelion. It's Transformers, but that was their yeah. play on because that movie uh, came out or whatever that. Okay. This yeah. year. What do they call like Changeformers or something? Oh, no, they did do a reference to actual Transformers in one episode. This was more of a Voltron thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they did an episode where they weren't Transformers, they were Changeformers, <laughs> where a car kind of got, a, like, their, the vehicle, the spaceship, got a crush on some Transformer type. <laughs> Robots. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, there's a crazy one where they team up as a family and they each get their own part, like uh, yeah. kind of like in Transformers or whatever. Mm-hmm. They then they then Rick decides he needs to get families from other places to then become more of their part to become a bigger mech. And then <laughs> oh. just like boom, 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 and all, it all goes awry because that becomes like a Summer and Rick thing, and Morty's like, oh god, no. Wow. Summer does not know how far Rick will go, and Morty as 
weak as he may appear, he does manage to keep Rick in line sometimes. Oh, interesting. Because, I mean, the show has always seemed uber unhinged. Like, Rick yes. has always been, like, wild card to the billionth degree. And so I always felt that it was just Morty just being kind of stuck along for the ride, not knowing what the hell's going mm-hmm. on, and just basically reaping all of the consequences. I will say, though, if you're in a state where it is legal to get some of the devil's lettuce, if you know what I mean. Maybe don't watch some of these episodes because they were oh, going to mess with don't? you. Wow, I the, figured it would be the reason why. There is an episode called Mortyplicity where they're being, like the Smiths, the whole family is being hunted. And then you get they get a notification. They get killed. They get a notification. Oh, my, uh, my decoy family was just killed. Someone's looking for us. Oh, geez. And then apparently that decoy family had made decoy families who had made decoy families. So nobody knows if they're a decoy or if they're real. Oh, I've uh, you know, heard about that with the clones. You always have yeah. that issue. <laughs> so everyone's like, are we clones? Are we not? And every, like, it kind of makes you think, am I real? Oh, I don't. Yeah, so if you're, if you're, I see what you're saying. Maybe yeah, don't, yeah. don't smoke the devil's lettuce. You might you have an existential crisis watching this show. Definitely <laughs> not for kids. It gets real raunchy, real raunchy. Like the <laughs> Morty goes and hangs out with his mom in one episode at her facility where she works as a horse doctor. Oh, and there is, oh no. Oh, yeah. I've seen There's, that jackass movie. There is an extracting machine yes. for certain things. And Morty's like, hey, this looks like fun and hangs out for a week. And <laughs> a Morty, week. Morty or Morty Rick ends up needing the the horse specimen for something. He's like, we, we need to make sure it's 100 percent pure. If it's not, bad things can happen. And apparently, it turns into little, like not little, big, evil with fangs, claws. What not claws? Fang sperm monsters uh, that are floating around eating people and killing people. Yes, not for kids. No, wow. and so. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh and so they're trying to figure out how to get rid of all these things and of course the girls come up with the plan but nobody actually pays attention or notices how do you mm. how do you attract these creatures it's you need a giant egg and unfortunately that, yeah i mean that tracks but they don't find out that the sperm creatures were actually from morty and the egg they just had it donated by morty's sister summer oh yeah and this so is getting weird they're like, we can't let this happen it happens so they launch a giant incest baby into space like giant literal giant and that becomes a plot point later on i'm sure it does like an anime fight it's like they're not gonna actually attack a giant baby oh mom you i never thought i'd say this but you need to watch more anime <laughs> like <laughs> yes absolutely 100 uh, there's a lot there's an episode with a lot of hellraiser nice uh, it's nice the cenobites and stuff oh okay. yeah like their version of cenobites it's and they get their jollies from humiliating uh <laughs> uh humiliating jerry like him going to karaoke and just all the cringe that oh, Rick feels, that's where man. they get their satisfaction. That's funny. And there is a Thanksgiving episode in this season for sure. Wow. Wow. So lots it, of stuff happens. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Rick becomes a samurai with crows. <laughs> all right. And uh, you <laughs> finally kind of get an idea. Like, there's a weird, they call it Ricternal Friendshine of the Spotless Mort. <laughs> okay. Okay. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mine. I get it. They go in, but he, it's more of like an inception type of thing where he's going into the brain of his buddy Birdman, who's technically dead in a coma. Oh, and okay. So this is, you really get his origin story though. Well, I mean, for the, the completionists out there, I think uh, that might be worthwhile on that end. Because you always hear either this origin story, or this origin story. I'm like, is it really the the Rick yeah. origin story? Is it not? So I was I was not expecting to get it. I was expecting at the very end, like, just kidding, I'm a clone or something, fake yeah. out. But we finally got it. So what did you think of the uh, origin story? 
Of Bird Person? No, of Rick's. Like, why? Or it wasn't that episode, excuse me. But we did get their origin story of how they became friends. But later on, Morty accidentally or somehow gets all of his memories, downloaded memories. So he finds out Rick's origin story. Yeah, oh. they kind of uh, hinted at it in one of the other episodes about Rick using the, he used to have a family and then becomes a genius or whatever because I think they pass away similarly tragically. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really ever know if this show is being honest with itself, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. that makes sense, because the kind of the idea is that no one is important. Like, that's the idea of the show in the nutshell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the smartest person in the world has infinite copies, and they're all terrible people. <laughs> so it's just... <laughs> and we've seen in episodes where it's like, okay, we we turned the whole world into Cronenberg monsters. We're just going to go into another world very similar to ours where we don't turn people into Cronenbergs or fix them. But where we die shortly after and we'll just take their place. Yeah. Yeah. Like they've done stuff like that. So you never really know what where's their origin story. But this origin story that we did see was kind of hinted at at the famous Szechuan sauce episode a few seasons ago where they're trying to get into his brain to get his origin story. But he keeps making up fake origin stories in his mm-hmm, brain. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, that's not really it. But that kind of turned out to be somewhat true. Oh, and it turns out that Beth and his wife, or ex-wife, in this particular Rick's timeline, the Rickest Rick of them all, was killed by another Rick. And he went on a mission to find said Rick. And that's oh. where a big portion, like he was always very brilliant, but he kind of decided to give it up. He's like, hey, I don't really need this. I want to spend time with my family. That happened. And he went on a killing spree. Now it's time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently there's also some hints of uh, he's living in a, f- not a fake reality, but different realities because it's the one where his daughter survives. Mm-hmm. And there's like a, uh, implications that the, the, he's from a, uh, a universe where Beth dies. Yes. And so he can't deal with it. So he goes, this is his therapy by going to different universes. Right. Oh, okay, it's okay. weird. Yeah. He like, tries to find the killer and he gives up on it. And he finally, he's like, screw it. I'm just a mess of a human being. And then finds Beth and kind of, that's where we s- kind of oh, start the first okay. season. Is after he's been around for a little bit. Yeah, the show's good. I think the problem is, is it got less funny and more not real, but more like out there, serious and messed up. <laughs> like serious is fine. I like they had like a good therapy episode in one of the seasons, but this one just kind of was less focused on just being funny. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of, and I think it's a create a creative difference between the two creators because there's been drama upon drama oh, between okay. them you know throughout all the seasons and even the people that put on the show adult swim and all that stuff so it, it doesn't surprise me that this the seasons seem kind of separate even mm-hmm. episode to episode so, but you know it's still good it's still enjoyable i do like that they do a lot of references like when you watch a family guy or like a futurama even or what's the other one simpsons and stuff there's a lot of references to either stuff that's popular now or stuff that we popular. all know, yeah, yeah like yeah, a lot yeah. of 90s references. So they had the anime reference. They had, like in one episode where they're collecting all the uh, Voltron-type robots and they're talking to the many different Ricks across different universes. You get like your Scarface Rick. You get your, uh, what was it, the Godfather-type Rick. Like you you see these little things into everything and it's it's pretty fun. It's creative for sure, but it's not silly, goofy Simpsons vibes that maybe we kind of got a little bit of in the first season. Uh, with it just trying to be weird. I don't know how much... I've read articles where they've said, like, this is the actual theory, scientific theories that are real that they're basing these episodes or basing these 
uh, was adventures off of. So I don't know how much of this is taking off of, quote unquote, real scientific theories. Well, and that's the one thing I loved about Futurama is that like they've had like that sort of mm-hmm. thing. So any of those animated shows that can bring that around is a lot of fun because at least it lends itself to be maybe a little bit informative, mm-hmm. even if it is absolutely totally bonkers. Yeah, this one, I definitely just feel like it was more not that it's a bad thing, more reliant on references like yeah planetina who's a ripoff like blatant ripoff of captain planet oh i kind of like that <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Oh, and we had like in the first episode like a weird ocean dwelling dude who was like an aquaman slash was it nader not not namor namor i'm yeah, like nader from <laughs> nader cars <laughs> no not that character That'd be amazing. This is is definitely more of a reference-heavy season. Right on. Well, guys, thank you so much. And Vicky, stick around because it is time for... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got? So I was just scrolling through the internet, looking at stuff, and I got hit with so much nostalgia slash memories of things that were locked away for no apparent reason. It's just you grow up, you forget things. Oh, yeah. But... Ranker came out with a list of all your favorite animated 90s movies that were not made by Disney. And I, a lot of these I totally forgot were a thing. And like I read the title. I was like, oh, I remember. And you just kind of get swelled up with emotion and how much this movie was. One, like some of these movies were my favorite movies for a while. There's a couple that them. I remember, but they might be 80s movies. So I'm interested to see what this list is. And this is one of those lists that people... Um, Vote oh, on. they get to vote on, yeah. So, so it's, I'm just going to skip through some of these because okay. some of them are kind of like, okay, I get it, whatever, mm-hmm. but no. <laughs> All right. Uh, first one being Anastasia. Yeah. Anastasia. Yeah, yeah. I, what That was... I, was that a Don Bluth one? Yes, that okay. is a Don Bluth. You can tell it's Don Bluth when all the characters look... All the, all the the There's two types of men. There's like a chubby... <laughs> yes. Like sweetie looking kind of guy and then there's like the, the same big stalwart dude yeah, there's the same looking pretty boy yep i oh. never saw it that one was based off of the uh the russian royal family mm-hmm. oh the russian royal family yeah yeah yep. yeah the ones that got um uh, usurped yes no. yeah and, uh, it has an Timeless. all-star cast <laughs> yeah and right? in, in with don bluth animated movies it's usually uh sad <laughs> there's usually yeah, a there's lot. A, of, there's, a, there's 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 some heavy sadness in it at some point. Although I think his movies got bought out by Disney, and I think because of everything going on, you won't be able to watch this on Disney Plus for the moment because I think they removed it for the time uh, being. Okay, so I was going to say I just up. looked that up, and that's the first thing that starts yep. popping up. How about that? Huh? Uh, <laughs> no, but the All Star cast you have the, an evil wizard Rasputin played by Christopher Lloyd puts a hmm. hex on the royal Romanovs, and young Anastasia played by Meg Ryan. And disappears when her palace is overrun. Years later, the Grand Duchess, Angela, played by Angela Lansbury, you know, just yeah, trying to find her. Yeah, this is some names here with Kel- this. Kelsey Grammer is in this. Uh, Kristen Dunst. Lacey Chabert. Wow. And this is yeah. Kristen Dunst when she is very young. Little. Yeah. Seven, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, second one. Uh, yes, 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 yes. And I didn't realize this was directed by Brad Bird, who has given us so many great uh, Pixar films. Oh, really? Uh, the Iron Giant. That oh, wasn't yes. Disney? No. I thought I thought I could have swore it was a Disney thing. Mandela. I would have thought so too, but it was not a Disney film. Wow! Uh, if you guys have not seen the Iron Giant, uh, if you liked uh, Vin Diesel as Groot, you'll like him as the Giant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no spoilers on that one if you haven't seen it, but you it should. Is, it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer Aniston, Vin Diesel, Cloris Leachman. It phenomenal. It's based in like a small town, nineteen fifty-seven. Uh, yeah, it is great. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not religious, I grew up religious, so I, I saw this movie a lot. But looking back on it, it was a phenomenally made mil- movie for the time. 
1998, The Prince of Egypt. Okay, I thought... This was DreamWorks, by the way. Okay, I thought The Prince of Egypt was... These are a lot of them that I literally just thought were Disney. Right? Like, But no, it was a DreamWorks uh, movie, and it is following the bi- biblical story of uh, Moses. Mm-hmm. Is it Moses? Yes. Uh, <laughs> you can tell I have been out of the uh, religious stuff for a hot minute. Uh, but between the animation at the time, like even it still holds up. The soundtrack, it is phenomenally done and I believe it had an all-star cast as well like one oh, of those I didn't yeah, realize yeah. until I got older yeah just looking at the uh, the list right now Val Kilmer mm-hmm. Ray Fiennes Michelle Pfeiffer Sandra Bullock Jeff Goldblum Danny Glover Patrick Stewart Helen Mirren Steve Martin and Martin Short is just the list right off a of wiki right there so I mean yeah. that's a huge cast if you're not a religious person I still suggest watching this because it, it is beautifully done interesting yeah this is one of those movies that I loved and I would love to watch over and over again, but my cousin owned the VHS, so I'd only watch it when I was with her because I didn't have the VHS and VHSs were like a lot of money back then. Oh, hell yeah, they were. If you don't know what a VHS is, then look it up, kids. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Ferngully, The Last Rainforest. Oh, I love that movie Speaking so much. Speaking of all-star casts, you got Robin Williams, Tim Curry, Christian Slater, Cheech uh, Marin, Tommy Chong. <laughs> That's right. They were in that. Oh, my gosh. Ferngully, like again. Ferngully was one of those Disney non-Disney movies that my, my brother and sister, because they're about a decade younger than me, we would watch that all the time. And I loved it. I It was such a good one because it was, it was one of those ones where it was – uh, it was poignant because everyone was trying to save the Earth at that time. I mean, this is the time during Captain Planet and all that sort of stuff. Captain Planet. So it was that and the the big bad boss, which was basically like a giant smoke monster. Played by Tim, Tim Curry. Curry. was menacing. Was he, it was so terrifying. terrifying. Yeah. Was this another? No, it wasn't. I was thinking of Bluth. Yeah, I thought it was a Bluth as well. Mm, it doesn't look like it. Nope. Nope, it was not. I haven't uh, seen any of these movies. You haven't what? seen no. Oh, uh, your child. You seen the Iron Giant? I saw Iron Giant. Okay, I okay. That one. Sorry, yeah, okay, I saw that one. one. Okay, <laughs> okay, you're excused. This one I don't agree with. It is a good one, but I feel like the first one needs to be on here, not the second one. Oh, really? And this is the Land Before Time, the Great Valley Adventure. The Land Before Time is a classic. Ducky! Got Ducky, Littlefoot. Oh, like Aww. I actually had this conversation with someone recently. We had, I think up until number six, because they just kept coming out as TV movies. Okay, yeah, the straight to DVD or straight, straight to, to VHS. VHS. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Still, <laughs> we still have the VHSs. Do you really? Yeah. It might uh, be a collector's item, dude. Right, I know. <laughs> I mean, the, the containers aren't that great because it, it withstands my childhood and is now withstanding my three-year-old brother's childhood. Oh, dear. But if you, you don't, I probably, in my adult years, I have seen The Land Before Time one, two or three times. Because I'll sit there with some friends and rewatch it. And all of us with souls, there's one person who didn't. <laughs> we all cried. There's you yeah. ha- I, Without giving away too much, y- your heart breaks. Yeah, uh, 100%. And you just saying, you just, uh, just talking about The Land Before Time triggered a memory that it has to be on this list now is The Brave Little Toaster. Oh, The Brave Little Toaster. Like, that was such a heartbreaking one. Like, the... There, I think it was, was it the vacuum that had like PTSD? Like they were hitting some hard things that kids shouldn't really be learning about at but that age when they were giving maybe, it to them. maybe, I don't know. Um, it's, it's pretty, like it keeps going, so I'm checking right now. Oh. If it's not on this list, that it's, it's no, That's, it's not. That is I'm shenanigans. Mad. I'm mad at this no. list. Dude, that movie was dark for yeah. a kid's movie. But it was good. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those, like I only saw it once. 
so I don't remember everything. I just remember the toaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably for the best. Yeah. Uh, yeah, don't show that to your real little brother. Either. Another one, and it's one of those, like, everyone craps on it, like Rotten Tomatoes, that kind of stuff, but I remember it as being one of the best movies ever. Hmm. Space Jam, 1996. I never did watch Space Jam. Really? Yeah, I mean, wow. I wasn't a I wasn't a basketball fan, and I I just didn't really care that much. I guess. I mean, I think at that point I was into the Looney Tunes, so I was like, okay. And mm-hmm. I and even if you didn't like basketball, you knew who Michael Jordan was. Oh yeah, you knew absolutely. he was the greatest. So yeah. that's why. No, did you watch? Jack? I, I watched Space okay. Jam. I will say that that movie didn't. I don't want to say it doesn't hold up. But it is very time, like stuck in its time uh, like, okay. era. Fair you know? enough. Yeah. If you, were, if you were in live in those days, it's like that's going to hit you great. But if you're even in a year or two past gotcha. it, <laughs> because you know that that is Michael Jordan when he was at the top of his game, and right. Looney Tunes when they were just hitting that second stride. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the '90s were big for Looney Tunes mm-hmm. too. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, as opposed to like a Prince of Egypt, which I feel like you can give it to somebody who's never seen it before, and they're going to still be impressed by it. I don't feel oh, like yeah. that one is stuck in his time. But you're right. This is. It's not that it's not doesn't hold up. It's just you have to have that nostalgic there's connection. Pr- there's probably a lot of references. That's why I feel like something like the new uh, the Space Jam, the new legacy with LeBron mm-hmm. isn't going to hold up at all because it's all in jokes. It, that's exactly it's exactly. Yeah. It's also sucking its time. Mm-hmm. Everyone who watched the first Space Jam is like, this is not nothing like the old one. And that's what I've heard so much yeah. with that. All and right. all the young kids are like, this is amazing. This is exactly <laughs> speaking to me. They're like, yeah, sorry, Fortnite took over the world. I'm gonna, I, <laughs> you're not wrong. I'm going to go down this LeBron the list pretty quickly, but I want to hear if you guys have seen it or not. Okay. The Swan Princess. No. Nope. Okay, yeah, that's a girl. It was a girly movie, but I very much liked it. <laughs> Balto. Balto. I didn't see it, but I did know about oh. it. It's the, the sled dog, right? Yes, oh, yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize it was Kevin Bacon. Oh, wow. It's Kevin Bacon as the actors, Phil Collins, Bridget Fonda, Bob Hoskins, and Jim Cummings, which is who's in everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, another Don Bluth, uh, Thumbelina. I really love that one, didn't too. Didn't see it, but I knew of it. Okay. Uh, an American Tale, Fievel Goes West. This is pretty low on the list there. I thought that one was a really good one. Now, the first American Tale was all right, but the Fievel Goes West one was badass. Yes. I'm glad that that one came in before um, yeah. American, or the other one. <laughs> yeah, an American Tale, yeah. Did yeah. you watch these? No. The Fievel movies? No, not really, no. <gasps> I knew about a lot of these, but not because Just I watched yeah. them, because people would have them on their shelves, I, or maybe I caught the half end of something. Fair enough, yeah. Friends house. I'm meaning this in the most, like, little kid way ever. I want to have a sleepover and just make you watch all these movies. <laughs> and just see, like, <laughs> and just be little kids in you footy pajamas. You can your hair, wear footy pajamas. You're coming popcorn. too, Rev. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll bring my <laughs> footy pajamas. his hair, though. You brought his beard. beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number 11. I think this was a little bit later on. I didn't actually get to see this one. It was a direct-to-video horror comedy. It's a Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Uh, came out in 98. Yeah, I, I didn't know about that one. Yeah, same. Mark Hamill apparently was in it. Oh. Uh, the Rugrats movie. Yes. Came out in 98. That one was phenomenal. The first Rugrats is, movie. That's not the one where they took a trip, right? Yes. Technically, yes. Oh, it is? Okay. So, like, the, the I think this is the first appearance of Tommy's little brother. Yeah, Dill. And he's trying to deal with him. And he's Dill. like, I don't want Got to deal with Dill. <laughs> right? Oh, that was such a good Is that movie. That's the one where it goes, Vacation All I Ever Wanted. That stupid Maybe? song. Oh, <laughs> what no, Honestly, the only song that I really remember from it, it's like, Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, bang, bang. Well, bing, bang. Yeah, because they had all the monkeys. They ran into the monkeys. When we were young, we took a lot of road trips, and my dad bought one of the mini players. And that was, I think we watched that movie probably seven times each way back and forth. So I've probably seen the Rugrats movies about 100 times. And then he melted that VHS after that trip. Oh, dude, yeah. I didn't hear 
any of those songs so I was in my 20s and I'm like where do I know this song from wow. I know all the words that's fantastic this is a movie that I've only seen like pictures of I've never actually seen it Quest for Camelot uh, no no idea on that one dude Pierce Brosnan, Celine Dion, Gary Oldman, Jane Seymour, and Don Rickles. How did I not watch this? Yeah, that sounds interesting. I mean, and it's got dragons and stuff. Yeah. All right. Oh, the Page Master. I don't even know the Page Master. (gasps) It's so good. And we're back. The Dinosaur Story. Yeah, I don't know that one either. Here, my excuse for watching all these cartoons as a kid is that's how I learned English. Because I spoke Spanish. We watched a lot of TV, and that's why I think my English is as good as it is, and my Spanish is crap. (laughs) 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 Or has gotten crappy, I should say. I will say Pokemon, the first movie, came in at number 18. Mm. Let us know what your favorite non-Disney movie, and I'm counting non-Disney like when it came out. Yeah. Because Disney has bought everything. They bought everything now at this point, yeah. But please send us a message. Let us know. And until next time, stay nerdy.